Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello. Welcome to Jewel Says. I'm Julie Jewels. The most exciting thing that happened in my week Carrie Ryan's clinic, Clinique de Mode Midtown, finally opened this week. It's only six months late. Thank you, construction people. I wonder why Abe and I have a hard time hiring construction people. They are worse at planning and scheduling than the numerous IT projects I've worked on. Jeez. We were supposed to help Carrie clean and set up shelving, etc., the final touches, last week, but even after a delay of several months, those pricks at the last minute said they needed another week. What can you do? She had bookings she had to move around, which is disappointing. She's been paying rent for all this time while earning nothing and waiting for them to deal with their delays. And you know, maybe her staff would like a firm start date. I don't know. I certainly would. Anyway, This past weekend, Abe and I did spend most of the day Saturday getting things cleaned up and set up and ready. And oh my, this clinic is beautiful. If you are in Toronto or plan to be in Toronto, you must book something at Clinique de Mode. The new Midtown location is north of Eglinton on Yonge Street. Very convenient for people who live in the area and accessible by subway, which is how I like to go. Clinique de Mode is a medical aesthetics clinic, so if you're looking for a massage or a soothing little spa day, this really isn't. They they do injectables or laser hair removal and laser skin treatments, those types of things. I recommend a hydrafacial if you're not into any of that stuff or if you don't need it. Well, we could all use it. The hydrafacial is fabulous, and you emerge with the loveliest glowing skin. And if you want, they'll show you all the crap they sucked out of your pores. That's always exciting. Clinique de Mode, Midtown. I hope I can get some time from Carrie to chat about the challenges and twists and turns of this project. Maybe she signed an NDA with a construction company, and anyway, it was stressful for her. Thankfully, she wasn't in this all on her own. The Midtown location is a joint venture with her current employers at the original Clinique de Mode location downtown. And coincidentally, 
this Saturday as of me recording, who knows when you're listening, will be Carrie's five-year work anniversary at Clinique de Mode. I'm pretty sure she did not imagine she'd be opening her own location when she started with Christina and Stephen. And I'm so happy for her. She's a businessman. Twitter seems to not be so much in the news. I don't know what they're doing over there. But I used to get all these uh, who's your daddy MILF recommendations. I'm not interested in MILF. I used to be a MILF. Now I'm a gilf, and I was planning to incorporate a short section of the podcast, like a regular feature, to share some of the sexual offerings I was getting from Twitter, but all of a sudden, they stopped. I have no idea why. Is it possible that the algorithms have been improved? Will Twitter deem racism and death threats worthy of their algorithm-filtering improvement efforts? I've never understood why so many people rank sexuality or the human body or images of the human body higher on the offense scale than violence. But hey, what do I know? And I'm pretty sure all those old bastards who are apoplectic about drag shows spent a lot of Saturday mornings watching Bugs Bunny dress up as a woman and seduce Elmer Fudd. And I'm sure they thought nothing of it. And I read somewhere, and I'm too lazy to look for the source, but I read somewhere that women used to not legally be allowed to wear trousers. And of course, we all know in some places they still are not. I'm pretty sure all this brouhaha about drag has more to do with trying to distract people from actual risks and challenges that they're not prepared to address. It's a deflection tactic. Anyway, I'm not getting the sexy Twitter recommendations anymore. I'm not disappointed. I'm just a little bit interested in why. Because I've been trying to stop them for so long. Finally, I gave up. And I haven't gotten any for probably six weeks. Anyway, hopefully people on the receiving end of violent threats and racism and misogyny see some changes there too. Fingers crossed. Last night, I went to this thing called Choir, 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 exclamation marks, which was at one of our local pubs, Clinton's. It's two guys, two musicians. They they hand out music and lyrics. They teach the music, and everyone just sings the song. I found out about it during the early lockdown days, and I was like, why did I not know of this when we were allowed to go out in public? So I signed up for their newsletter, but they were always performing somewhere too far away. They've really become ridiculously popular, which is great for them. But I just want to walk down the street and join in. Finally, I got an email about this Tuesday night at Clinton's. And I really didn't have time this week. Work has been a little demanding. But this was too important to miss. Plus, it started at 8 p.m., which is not too late for me. I love Jamie Lee Curtis's video about matinees. Yes, 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 a thousand times yes. And not just for old people. People who have to start work early. We're tired, but we still want to have fun. Anyway, I... I went to this thing thinking it was a bitterly cold night last night. So I went to this thing thinking, well, it probably won't be crowded. I didn't know what to expect because I had never been. I had just heard about it. I showed up 
and Clinton's was lined up around the block. When they let us in, there's a $10 cover to join in. Great. I'll pay a cover for a few hours of being taught how to sing a song. Oh, the song we did was Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. But when we got in, the guys got up on stage and they announced that there were about 900 people in attendance. And I'm not surprised. We were jammed in there. Jammed. And it got so hot. Anyway, they just kind of sort you out into high, mid, and low. So you don't even really have to know whether you're soprano, alto, or tenor, or bass, whatever you are. And then they teach you the harmony. So I went in the midsection, because that is a very high song, and you should be belting those high notes. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be slipping into a falsetto when you're when you're singing about since you've been gone. So I sang the mid part. It was so much fun. I'll definitely go back, but it was so much I just I loved it. But I found out that these guys used to do this gig at Clinton's, I think twice a week, for something like five years before the lockdown started. And I don't know if they showed up one day or the staff showed up one day. And Clintons had just locked the doors. Didn't let anyone know they were closing. The staff were owed whatever their paychecks were for the last pay period. Didn't get it. So the guys, the choir, choir, choir guys, put on a benefit show for the staff at Clintons. And I think the guys said they raised over $10,000. So that was pretty nice. And then four days later, they found out they lost their jobs. But hopefully they're doing well with this thing. Maybe they have other jobs as well. I don't know, but they were fantastic, really good, and it was so much fun. And it's not like I did belong to a choir a while ago, but I don't necessarily want to, or I can't necessarily make it every week. I don't want to be in a show. I don't want to have to audition for a choir and take it too seriously. I just really, really, really love to sing. I think singing is joy, and so I love this format, and I hope they go to Clinton's more regularly And this time I know to go early enough, so I'm not near the end of a 900-person queue. And it starts at 8. There's a local band called Good Enough Live Karaoke, which I also want to try. But the earliest I've seen any of their gigs start is 9.30 p.m. And I do not want to go out at 9.30 p.m. That is too late for me to start the night. I'm with Jamie Lee Curtis on this, and this is why Abe and I hardly go to comedy shows. By the time 9 p.m. rolls around, I don't want to start something new. Please listen to Jamie Lee Curtis. Please have some stuff available earlier, because we will go. This Sunday night, we went to see Sarah Silverman downtown. Her show also started at 8 which is the latest I want to start something, especially on a weeknight. There is a market for old people. And we very often have disposable income available for fun. And we're not dead yet. We still like to have fun. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Abe and I have been doing Duolingo, and, you know, it, you either pay to not see the adverts or you see the advertisements. And... One of the ads was for a show called Welcome to Chippendales. I put it on my list and thought, oh, I wonder what that's about. It looks like a comedy. I recognized some of the actors. I can't come up with his name now and I'm too lazy to look it up. But it's about the origin story of the famous Chippendales club and the dancers. Really about Steve Banerjee. And his real name wasn't Steve. He changed it to Steve because he's of Indian descent and he wanted to Americanize his name. And if you haven't heard of Chippendales, maybe the young people have not. It is a male sexy dance team who disrobe. This series starts out in 1980 and holy cow, I had no idea. This story is amazing and incredibly nostalgic for me on quite a few levels. The music is from the late 70s, early 80s. And I'm watching the first episode, and who walks in? Dorothy Stratton. Not the real Dorothy Stratton, obviously. I had no idea that there was a Dorothy Stratton connection to this whole Chippendales thing. How would I? But I remember her because she was my age, born in British Columbia, only six days after I was, according to Wikipedia. She was Playmate of the Month in August 1979 and Playmate of the Year in 1980. Did I know her from reading Playboy? No, I did not, although Playboy magazines were ubiquitous back then, and it was obviously way before anyone had even heard of the internet. But Dorothy Stratton was all over the news in 1980, when her dirtbag, controlling, jealous husband killed her. He killed himself too, thankfully, but if you're going to do that, you should just skip the part where you kill your girlfriend or ex-wife. Like, skip that part. I'm not an advocate of killing yourself, but if you're going to do that, just skip the one step, please. This girl was so beautiful. She had been getting acting work. She was only 20. And I think that's kind of why I remembered her and I had a connection to her. Because I saw this all over the news. And I don't know. It just kind of made me really, really sad. But apparently she gave Steve Banerjee, the owner of the Chippendales Club, the idea of putting cuffs and a collar on the servers. I've suggested that Abe wear cuffs and a collar to serve drinks at some of my gals' nights, but he won't do it. I get it. When you know people, it feels weird. It would be different, I'm sure, if it were his work uniform. And if he were acting, like he's been on stage wearing like like a bikini-sized bottom and nothing else. But you have a fourth wall when you're performing. It's different. Back when he was working on the renovation and when the economy was 
going through its little roller coaster ride, I used to always say to him, Worst case is, Abe, if we run out of money and you can't find an IT job, just put on some assless chaps and go work as a server in the neighborhood. We laughed and laughed, but he'd be a hit in the neighborhood. He absolutely would. And he's worked as a short order cook and a waiter back in the day when he was young. He could totally do it. And he's also not gay paranoid. It's fine. Back in the day, I went to a few male dance shows although it wasn't Chippendales. But at the time, to have men dancing on stage and taking off their clothes was such a novelty for women that I think that's partly why the audience went so crazy. The women were shouting, screaming, and screaming with laughter. Now, I'm a pretty chill person, so I wasn't one of those people doing that. And even back then, when I was just a young thing, I remember looking around in amazement at the reaction. Some of these women would reach up and grab at the men, which I could not believe. They depict some of this groping in the show, which was horrifying to me even to see it. Because that's crossing the line. That's assault, babe. There's breaking the fourth wall, and then there's breaking the fourth wall. Hands off. Hands off the performer. Most of the guys I saw were not great dancers. They weren't even marginally good dancers. I would say say they had no dance skills or training for the most part whatsoever. To me, they just gyrated in a style I figured they would like to see a woman dance. Well, the ones who were into women. You know, men tend to be visually oriented. I think most of them like to see whoever or whatever body is their object of attraction gyrating the goods. So yeah, these performers basically were just thrusting the junk in a G-string. The ones who took the G-string off were wearing little cock socks. I think there must have been a rule about not being allowed to see full genitalia, which is fine by me. I don't want to see that thing on a stranger. Just keep it all packaged up, thank you very much. Some of the cock socks looked as though they'd been crocheted by their nan. Adorable. The dancers, well, I'll call them performers. I wouldn't call them dancers. They really did seem to love the enthusiasm, the screaming of the audience. Do women generally find this kind of a performance erotic? I guess some might, but I just thought it was funny and a bit cringy. But I think cringy things are sometimes a lot of fun. And it was fun for a laugh. And I think the audience was probably as entertaining as the show itself. However, one night, and I can picture it to this day, and it's over 40 years ago, a solo artist danced to Mr. Bojangles. The audience fell silent. This man could dance. He didn't just gyrate. He didn't just thrust the junk. He danced beautifully. Oh, he, he, he did take his clothes off, but gracefully, tastefully. He was built like a dancer who also lifted heavy weights. Better than Michelangelo's David. Way more muscular. But not too muscular. You know, that can be a thing, too. He ended the number in his boxer shorts to thunderous applause. 
We didn't need to see him in a G-string. He didn't need a cocksock. Mr. Bojangles wasn't funny at all. Not at all. That number was talent and skill. He was definitely the best one, and the crowd went wild. I've also, on occasion, been to quote-unquote gentlemen's clubs. I don't like the term gentlemen's club, as if most of the clientele are gentlemen. But I feel as though calling it a strip club demeans the employees, and dance club means something else entirely, so I guess gentlemen's club it is. And those places, well, the ones I've been to anyway, were definitely a different vibe. And of course, all of these establishments are not created equal. Some are divey and possibly dangerous for the workers. I don't know firsthand, but I have to say I wondered. One night I was at a party, a hundred years ago, and some girl asked me, Who's your donkey? Donkey? I had no idea what she was talking about. Oh, you're not a stripper? She asked. I thought you were a stripper. Okay, so I guess a donkey must be a manager of some sort. Maybe that's old terminology. Maybe they don't use that anymore. And yeah, I wish I could dance as well as an exotic dancer. The female dancers I've seen are all way better dancers than the men were, with the exception of Bojangles. They don't just come out and gyrate in a G-string. And it makes sense. How many boys grow up taking dance classes versus girls? I have friends who are or were professional dancers, and people always used to assume they were exotic or erotic dancers. When the what do you do question came up, they wouldn't just say, I'm a dancer. They'd say, I'm a dancer, but I'm not an exotic dancer. And there's an intersection between the porn industry and dancing. There are people who work in the porn industry who got their start dancing or established porn workers who take up erotic dancing as a side hustle, or the ones who are well-known might tour as a feature performer because they have an established brand. This is some of the interesting stuff I learned about when I narrated the porn work audiobook that was pulled due to copyright violation. There's a gentleman's club a few blocks down the street from us. I don't like calling it that. But this place actually says Gentleman's Club on the sign. This place has uh, what I think is a bit of an odd setup. It's in a very large building. One side is the Naked Dancing Club, and the other side of the same building is a church. I just think it's a bit odd to see those two businesses sharing the same building. Maybe they have the same owner. At least the strip club pays taxes. Across the street from that is a Buddhist association, and then a bunch of small shops, a couple of bars, restaurants, comedy clubs, cafes. Quite an eclectic little area. Oh, I love the city. Anything we could possibly want is within walking or transit distance. But even in the divey places I've been in where they have dancers, the men just acted as though no one was even dancing. A bunch of guys and I went to one of these places back in the day for lunch. I had no idea that's where the guys went for lunch. I didn't even know until I got there that's what it would be. Maybe they thought I would be uncomfortable, but uh, yeah, definitely not my preferred lunch place, but whatever. But they just ate their lunch, or some guys played pool, or they just sat there. Quite the opposite of the women when the men are on stage— The male audiences in movies seem to be a bit more enthusiastic, too. 
But I don't know. I think if I were performing, I wouldn't want to be ignored. I would want some acknowledgement, maybe a little applause, some appreciation for my hard work. Even at home, when I dance around the house, I really like it when Abe laughs. If he didn't laugh, I think I'd be really self-conscious and it would take the joy out of it for me. Maybe it's a little disheartening to put on a show in a naked dance club and be ignored. But even though, yeah, I've been to a couple of these places a few times, I felt uncomfortable about the women dancers. And not because I was jealous. I think it's because I don't I don't have faith that they are doing this job as an actual choice. They could be, but I worry that they might have been unduly coerced or they might be desperate. Maybe they have a donkey who makes them drug dependent and abuses them. I don't know. Maybe they're human trafficked. Maybe they're illegal immigrants and the clubs are taking advantage of them. I've heard of that going on. They could be minors. And a lot of clubs apparently force their dancers not just to do the shows, but they have to do lap dances, which I think is a ridiculous euphemism. When I found out that a lap dance actually means grinding on the customer's lap, I was just grossed out. And I've thought about how I would feel if one of my daughters wanted to strip, and I think the reason a person is doing it is everything. I mean, I'd rather they didn't. But I'm sure there are people who revel in the exhibition of it, who genuinely enjoy it. And let's be honest, I'm quite proud of how Carrie can pull, I don't know, $600 by dancing on the bar to save a horse ride a cowboy. And that's without taking anything off. She's just so entertaining and funny. There's joy in that. Even the women hand her 20s. I'd give somebody money if they were doing that show. If I were in a bar and I didn't know Carrie and she got up on the bar and did that dance like Carrie does it, I would love it. It's joyful and hilarious. So yeah, I guess if someone genuinely wants to strip, fine. I just worry that it's not truly a choice. And I worry about vulnerability. And I... I even don't think the age of majority is old enough. Like you're still you're still very vulnerable emotionally when you're only 18 or 19. And I wish there was a way to certify these joints as fair trade or something. A way for you to know that everyone working there is paid fairly. No one is being forced to do lap dances. If you just want to dance on the stage, that should be fine. If only you if you only want to strip down to your shorts, that should be fine. Then I wonder if the men would even bother going to a place where the dancers were just really good dancers who kept their clothes on. Probably not. If they were, they'd go to the actual ballet, or maybe they would even enjoy musical theater. Both those things are full of gorgeous, fabulously talented dancers. I mean, there are people who are really opposed to regulation, and that segues me into this Silicon Valley bank debacle this week, I always say, sure, we want freedom. We don't want the hassle and the expense of nitpicky regulations. But the problem is people cheat. If nobody ever cheated, we wouldn't need the rules. Anyway, thank you for listening. 
If you have anything you'd like to share or ask, please share. DM me on Instagram or email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. I can't wait to see what Steve Banerjee does next. Have a good week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.